0: hey we're just about to jump into the episode but before we do did you know we have a junior friendly discord community it's completely free to join if you want to join us the link is in the description we'd love to have you all right enjoy the episode if you're a brand new developer and you're still trying to land your first developer position you probably noticed that it's pretty tough out there right now job market is rough a lot of coding boot camps are pushing out a lot of graduates, so you have a high competition and not a lot of companies are hiring uh, lately. And you'll often hear like everyone says that you deserve to get paid. You absolutely deserve to get paid and you should never, ever be taken advantage of by a company that wants to work you for free. But I want to convince you why you shouldn't listen to those Type of people, That type of information. So we're going to go over some benefits. But most importantly, I want you to remember, like when you go through a free internship, it's not about the company. Right. You have to understand that you are contributing your time for free. And so you damn well better get the value out of that. So let me dive into the benefits because I really feel like internships are they're strong in your resume. They look good to employers. Typically, they're going to be much more marketable. On your resume than just like personal projects, just another cat gallery. Right. So let's dive into some of the benefits. So first of all, like it definitely gives you professional experience on your resume. A lot of people ask, how do I get professional experience when no company will hire me? A free internship is exactly the answer for that. It's exactly the answer for that. Um, That professional experience is going to go a long way. You're going to be working on a team. Um, Hopefully, you're going to be learning good conventions. You're going to get feedback. Um, You're going to get code reviews. You're going to uh, just look up good conventions and understand why they're a convention, right? Because a lot of times, you know, when you're trying to become a developer, you try to learn the best conventions but it's very easy to pick up something but not understand why it's implemented when you are exploring a little bit deeper into an actual established code base you can even ask why was this implemented this way you don't really get to do that when you're just working on a personal project so you also get the experience of going through the scrum process and so you know well the scrum and agile process so every week you know you're just you probably have a stand up, talk about what you're working on, what you're getting stuck with and uh, what you're going to be essentially working on for that day. Right. And so you can do your feature planning. Usually you'll have like one to two week sprints where uh, you kind of just accept a certain amount of things that you're going to do that week or that two weeks. You get that experience, right? So you get the experience of also estimating how much work you're going to be able to get done, estimating how much work you personally can get done for a company That's a really valuable skill to be able to learn how much you can take on, because it can also be a great way to compare who you are as a developer a month from now from who you are as a developer now. You're going to notice, hopefully, an increase in your efficiency and how quickly you get features out, how quickly you solve bugs. So, you know, you have your daily stand-ups and... um, Hopefully, once you get a little bit more accustomed to the process, you can start writing tickets. You can understand thoroughly requirements because, like with personal projects, it's very easy to just start working on a project and you just Ah, this feature sounds kind of cool or this feature sounds kind of cool, right? But with a company, with a business, you're going to have that conversation, maybe even with UX, maybe with the rest of the team of like, okay, we need to implement this feature, but why do we need to implement it? Our users have been giving us this feedback, right? That's phenomenal. You don't often get that with a personal project. So having that Scrum experience, and especially if you can start writing some of your technical requirements and going through the agile process of iterating, getting that feedback, and then maybe Maybe you create some bugs. Hopefully you don't. You will. You will. And so you create those bugs. Maybe you fix those bugs. You take ownership over the code that you wrote by fixing those bugs and making sure that your experience that you're delivering to the user is great and you continue delivering better and better experiences very frequently. That's essentially what the agile process is. So with the professional work, you're also going to be given the opportunity to, work on problems that matter problems that solve real problems that are real problems that solve real problems that users actually have right It's very easy to get into the mindset of just trying to build features to reinforce the concepts that you're trying to learn and just try to go through a narrow path with your personal projects of like, I'm supposed to learn this, then authentication, then I got to build an API. But why? Why do you have to build all that? How do these pieces interconnect, right? But when you're solving real problems, you start to understand why certain things are implemented within the full stack and what purpose they're there for, right? You get that context and that context is, it's valuable. It's a, it's a skill to understand that extra context throughout the entire application. It's a skill that professional developers develop over time. And it's also will, um, it'll help reinforce a lot of the fundamental concepts that you're learning as well. When you have to think through More critically of what you're building, what you're implementing, it's another chance for your brain to really make sense of a lot of stuff that you're learning because it's easy. It's very easy to dive into fundamentals. It's very easy to just learn and learn and learn and then just have a surface level knowledge of everything that you've learned because you haven't implemented it. You haven't used it, right? So a professional setting, a professional code base can give you that context to further and more deeply reinforce it. So you can also you have a chance at getting professional recommendation letters, which is huge. You could build up your network a little. But, you know, as a new developer, you don't really have recommendation letters. You have recommendation letters. Maybe um, if you you know, you left your last job, or your last career um, in good standing, maybe you can get some recommendation letters for your work ethic. But as a developer, like no one really knows you. They don't know, like no one knows what you can do as a developer. You haven't worked on professional applications. And usually companies are looking for those professional recommendations of like, how well is this person going to be at a developer job on our team, right? They want you to transition as smoothly as possible and ramp up as quickly as possible. And professional uh, recommendation letters from real developers is a really strong thing to have. And so you'll deal there will be other benefits like you'll be dealing with merge conflicts, not stepping on each other's toes and figuring out how to argue with design that we don't have to make this single button the most unique experience ever. It's the greatest experience ever. And we have to maintain this exclusive code for this tiny button because it creates this just experience that one single user has been requesting and that designer thinks should be in this application because it looks Great and it functions great. So but you get to have a conversation of, okay, maybe we should establish more of a design pattern, something a little bit more consistent across the app, because that's gonna create technical debt to be able to maintain these obscurities these weird abstractions that are just one-off things. And so you get to have that conversation. I'm not picking on designers. I'm just saying I've had this conversation before. So you're going to realize there's kind of a give and take between different departments where you have to understand, you have to empathize with what they want, their requirements. And also what, as a great developer, what you should prioritize and what you should push back on in order to create maintainable and scalable code. That's the important part so you get that experience working with tons of different departments not stepping on each other's toes working on your soft skills that's huge in a professional setting um and just hey i'm gonna say it i say it all the time but developers are awkward (laughs) i i'm awkward at times i'm still awkward at times i'm still working on it right but a lot of developers are awkward and maybe you aren't like this Maybe you're not, but I find that I've had to constantly work on my social skills and interacting with other people. I can get glued to a computer. I can dive deep, I just keep coding and coding and coding, and I get lost in it, right? I've literally been given the feedback like, hey, done, take off your headphones and talk to people in the office. Like I've, I can truly get into that flow state, and I love it. I love coding, and there is a huge advantage not only for your career but i mean like just building up your soft skills in general is going to make you very well accepted on the team it's going to make things flow very nicely you got to build trust with your people on your team you got to build trust with other people in departments and that happens with communication so if you have awkward social skills if you feel like you're anxious to talk to people that is something you're going to have to get over and Being an intern, interning at a professional setting, um, even if it's an online internship, can help you get over that, right? So I want to be realistic, right? There are some concerns about doing a free internship. Um, So the time investment is a big one. The time investment is a, a huge one, and it's usually the argument against it. So the argument essentially is... Companies are taking advantage of you. Your skills are worth way more than not getting paid as a developer. Developers are underestimating their skills. And quite frankly, they're just wrong. Your value is what people pay you. It's really that simple. If you're not getting paid, if you want to do freelance projects, if you want to charge or seek out paid internships, do it. Absolutely do it. But if you aren't getting paid opportunities and you are struggling month after month to find anything, you probably still have a lot of room to grow in some area that's holding you back. And that free internship can boost your value, right? You can also get eyes on you, people on your team that are paying attention to what you can improve that you couldn't see in yourself. If you're not I, like, I'm going to say this again, if you are getting offers, you're getting interviews, you're doing really well and you're rejecting offers and just trying to seek the right position, you probably should never consider a free internship at all. But if you were just struggling month after month after month, not getting anything, why the hell wouldn't you work on a free internship? It's way more powerful. It's way more valuable, way more marketable than a personal project on a portfolio. It's huge. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Right. So but then you have to consider, like, can I afford the time to do it? You have to make that decision. If you can't, then don't do it. Seriously, like if you're working tons of part time jobs to be able to do it, don't do it. Just code a little bit on the side um, in the evenings, whatever you can do. But if you have the time, I highly recommend you consider it. It's just, it looks really, really good to employers. It's just kind of a social proof, a a professional proof that you can essentially do at least part of the job with an internship and a company to screen you out previously. Um, So, I would highly recommend that you... If you're going to accept a full time internship that's unpaid, that internship better be worth it. it. You better be getting like tons of code reviews, tons of mentorship, networking recommendations, maybe at least a full time position. Who knows? Like you better be getting a lot. So I highly recommend you consider a part time position because sometimes you get into an internship position where maybe you are only building scripts for other departments, right? You aggregate a bunch of data, you build a script for it in JavaScript or something like that, or Python, and that's it, right? That's not great experience. I think there needs to be some depth in your internship. And if there isn't, What you can do with a part time, if you're just if you want to get like three months into an internship part time, you could do that. And then if you have extra time outside of it, you can supplement with more marketable skills. And that internship experience at three months still looks really good on your resume. So. Be very critical and cautious to accept a full time free internship. Um, But I think a part time internship is really it potentially is worth it to you. So don't just toss it out because you see on Reddit or Twitter of people saying you absolutely should not accept a free internship because quite frankly, again, your value is what people pay you for. And if you're not getting paid anything, your value is zero. You can increase that value, but how you can increase it is a free internship. So I would also like to level out this expectation that like you should get an internship to get a full-time role. That That's not the case. Don't expect a full-time role out of that internship. If you find an internship that where like, of people convert into a full-time role. And these are things you can ask in the interview, by the way. But if it converts, that's great. That's a great internship. You should always aim for the most ideal internship, which ideally is paid, right? So always aim higher. But I think a realistic expectation with an internship should be the internship experience, the professional experience that you get. And that's it. And then everything else is a bonus. That's what I would seriously consider. Um, So it's not one thing I want you to really consider as well. Like it's not about the company um it's about you quite frankly if a company is hiring a free intern i don't think you owe it to them to stick around if you land another role so why wouldn't you be applying to full-time roles while you're in that internship that's my view on it i don't think so be careful of, of the contract that you sign as well that would limit that but i don't think you owe that company anything right they're accepting your work for free And you're building up great experience and you should put your full effort into it um, because you like you want to build up that network. You want to build up a good reputation as a developer and you want to build up good developer habits. But if you find it, why not search for other jobs while you're in that internship? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Maybe you should. Um, But again, it's not about the company. I'm speaking specifically to people that are truly struggling, but it is about you. And it's about leveling up your career and eventually getting that full-time developer position. So always keep that in mind. And an advantage is, especially with free internships, there are a lot of states, at least in the United States, where they prevent companies from taking advantage of free internships. Essentially, at least when I looked it up in Indiana, like if I offered a free internship, I essentially have to give more value to the person that's giving value to me or more value than the value I'm getting from that person, right? Um, So a lot of companies, they really need to focus highly on the mentorship aspect of it. And if you're just doing free work, you're not getting code reviews, you're not getting mentorship, it might, quite frankly, just be illegal what they're doing, right? And so like when you interview for the internship, ask these questions. Talk about the type of mentorship that you're going to be getting. What kind of work are you going to be doing? What's the code review process like? These are all really important. You want to make sure that you establish clear expectations in the interview. Just like a professional position, it's not about... Um, in a professional position, it's not just about what you can do for the company. You both are interviewing each other for this position. And I don't think like, don't come off as arrogant, but you want to also try to find the the right fit. So what are they doing in terms of mentorship in uh, propelling you to become a, a better developer? Pairing you for the professional world of development for even another position, if you have to hop out of that, and they don't have this pipeline into a full time position. What are they also doing for you to provide that proper mentorship so it's worth your time? Ask these questions in the interview. I'm not saying you should just accept any free internship, but I think you should be very open to it. And many internships have gotten many people positions. You don't have to tell companies whether you got paid or not with the internship. Quite frankly, when you go to a new company, your salary, whatever you got paid or whatever you didn't get paid, that's none of that company's business. And there's some state laws to protect those kind of questions. I don't know if it's like it'll prevent a company from asking that about the internship. But quite frankly, it's just none of the company's business. So um, they don't have to know if you got paid or not for the internship. Um, And most importantly... Um, it's not for everyone. It really isn't for everyone. I I really just want to emphasize, like, if you are just spinning your wheels, working on a bunch of personal projects, you're not really getting any calls back. This is something that you should consider. This is something that you should apply to. It can probably like it most likely will help you propel past that wall that you're hitting. It'll help you break through to the next stage of the job search where you actually do become marketable. Typically, internships, at least with established companies, are going to help with that. Um, so you have to decide if it's for you or not, right? And it requires a good work-life balance. You have to consider your financials. You have to consider like just your energy that you have. If you're working a part-time job, do you have the energy to be able to do this and work on a project? So you can even look for internships that build on a product that you enjoy working on. I mean, that's what you're going to be screening out in the companies that you apply for anyway in professional positions. So find an internship at a company where you're like, this sounds pretty cool. Or this stack is what I want to... Lean into. Maybe it's the JavaScript stack. Maybe it's Python on the back end, or it's like a strictly front end position uh, with the internship. If you want to become a front end developer and this internship teaches front end skills and you like what you're working on, you like the product you're working on, that's fantastic. You can look for that good fit. Ultimately, you got to decide if this free internship is right for you. And fuck the noise.